George Helmy is Governor Phil Murphy's chief of staff. Before that, he was Cory Booker's state director. Uh, before that, he worked for U.S. Senator Frank Lautenberg. Chief, welcome. Hey, David, great to be with you. Thank you for having me on. Well, and thank you for coming on. I, I want to talk to you about the election, about governing New Jersey, but, but I, want to, I want to start with something else. Uh, I know you're a Mets fan. I, I forgive you for that. Uh, but Governor Murphy has said repeatedly it took him four years to clean up his predecessor's mess, and now his predecessor is helping to run the Mets. Do you, you think you'll wind up in flushing to fix that mess too? <laughs> Um, That's a great lead-in. There's no great answer to that, but uh, as a a long-suffering Mets fan, we continue to look forward to our better years ahead. Would you take the job? If it was offered, would you leave Phil Murphy to go work for for Steve Cohen at the New York Uh, Mets? I I serve at the pleasure of the governor, and, uh, you know, when when he says go, um, you know, who who knows where I end up. I, I may end up at City Field. Okay. Uh, uh, not maybe as player, though, right? On the field. Maybe, well, I would say, David, maybe actually on the field, given how some of the players have performed. Well, that, that wouldn't be so bad. As a Yankee fan, that wouldn't be so bad at all. <laughs> uh, so, so I'm speaking with George Helmy. Phil Murphy broke a, a 44-year streak of Democratic governors of New Jersey not winning a second term. Uh, I mean, how did he do it? Uh, David, uh, again, uh, just uh, thank you for having me on. Congratulations on the success of this show and, and, and the site generally. Thanks. You know, I think it, it starts clearly with the candidate. It always starts with the candidate. And I think if you look uh, at the data, you know, my, my dad uh, always told my brother and I, you know, the numbers don't lie. Many people have opinions, but the numbers do not lie. And for four years, this governor has led us through, um, you know, the worst pandemic of, of our lifetime and has shown clear and concise and determined leadership and made very hard decisions, not based on politics or his next election, but on saving lives. And then if you look at the policies that he and the legislature passed over these four years, they've been core to working families, a, a tax cut uh, uh, that, that provided middle-class families a, a rebate earlier this year, expanding the EITC, expanding the child independent tax credit. You look at the investments we made in affordable housing, lowering the cost of health care, lowering the cost of college tuition, the historic investments in public education, working to make pre-K affordable and accessible to every family in New Jersey. We had a record to run on both in terms of leadership and policies that worked for, worked for working families in New Jersey. And I think that's why you saw over 100,000 more individuals come out to vote for Governor Murphy than they did for candidate Murphy in 17. And, you know, um, the, the history you just talked about, right? Molly and Jackie ran a campaign that was laser focused on the message that I just that I just gave and led to making history. First governor reelected as a Democrat in nearly five decades. And you're the master here, David. I'm the student. But I think this is the highest vote of any gubernatorial candidate probably in 36 years. And so the numbers don't lie. And I think we did it uh, to your question. We did it with a candidate who did all the things I just did. Uh, any one of those would be legacy, a legacy item for any other governor. He's done all of them. And we ran a very disciplined campaign, and that's a credit to, to Molly Bonato and Jackie Burns. And I'm speaking with George Helmy, uh, chief of staff to Governor Phil Murphy. The, the Murphy-Cittarelli race was, I mean, it was close. It was, it was closer than the polls showed. It was, it was closer than I thought it would be. Uh, did, did, did these numbers come in about where you thought it would be, or, or did you think Governor Murphy would win by more? 
I think we always knew it was going to be a close race. And, you know, um, I know everybody's going to do their qualitative and qualitative quantitative analysis, but we always knew it would be a close race. It's been a very difficult year or two years across the globe, clearly in, in the United States and in New Jersey. And, and people have fears or frustrations um, related to my kid is wearing a mask, uh, you know, the vaccine, um, my, my job is not normal. Um, life just has not been normal for two years. Compound that with the economic health um, considerations that have come out of the pandemic inflation and other things and and we knew it was going to be close people are suffering people are frustrated they want their lives to be normal and you know we were the incumbent and i think you saw uh, a wave from virginia to pennsylvania and new jersey and new york and you know again i just pivot back to the reason we overcame that and the governor had a higher turnout in 17 is because he had clearly communicated who he was and what he was going to do and did it uh, in, in the last four years. But to answer your question, it was close. You, you have to give uh, you know credit to um, the, the assemblyman and his team. Um, but victory was the goal and victory we achieved. So there's this, I guess there's this old adage. I certainly didn't make it up, but I, I've heard it a lot over the last couple of weeks. And, and, you know, it is, is what do they call a governor who, who wins re-election by a narrow margin? I think, I think, you know, the answer to it. Yeah, what do you call the the guy who wins by one governor? Right, and, and then, uh, you know this governor won by a lot more than one. And as he has said, David, that means we go boldly forward with the continued promises and the continued path that we have set forth in four and the four last four years. So I'm speaking with Governor Murphy's chief of staff, George Helmy, uh, one of the most powerful people in the state of New Jersey. And, and chief, these these head to head polls were wrong. I mean, I think the I think the turnout models that we saw, and I'm not talking about your turnout model or chitter rallies. I'm talking about what what some of the pollsters were doing. But I'm not sure the job approvals and the favorables were wrong. Do you, am I right or, or do I have it incorrectly? I would agree with that. I mean, you know, even in, um, you know, the polls we saw, but both public or internal polls, what we heard about, uh, you know, other polls, there was a morning console poll that came out earlier this week that still has the governor's approval ratings, uh, you know, above 50, favorability strong. And, you know, we've all seen the, the way New Jerseyans view favorably his, his handling of COVID. Uh, I think what is very hard to uh, document quantitatively is that underlying frustration that has come and, you know, folks are going to do a postmortem. I'm sure McCullough's team and others are doing postmortems, and we'll try to tap into, you know, what exactly led to the surge in voters uh, that came out against a number of candidates. Um, but I, I, I believe, Dave, Dave anecdotally, um, that, again, it's just the, the pain and the frustration and the suffering we've all um, been under for the last uh, number of months. Some Republicans won't like me asking this, uh, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Uh, we... We saw in some late polling that COVID moved from the number one issue in the state to, to down at three or four, that taxes at the end of the election uh, moved back to the top. Uh, did the governor lose votes because people who approved of his handling of the pandemic were, were no longer frightened uh, of COVID? Uh, look, I think, you know, as the numbers got better uh, in the uh summer and in the early fall, you know, people started to focus on, you know, the economic health um, impact of the pandemic. And, well, you know, affordability and taxes are always an issue in New Jersey, which is why this governor has tackled that head on. You know, the lowest 
increases in his first four years as compared to, I think, four or five of his predecessors. I think the, the and, and we want to turn those increases into reductions, but you have to tackle the systemic underinvestment in uh, a number of areas, including public education, which is 50 plus percent of your um, property tax bill to really drive that down. Um, so, so I think the answer to your question is, you know, yes, people started to focus on the economic health you know, gas was more expensive, the cost of goods more expensive. Those are national and international pressures. Uh, but again, I go back to how were we able to sustain that wave? And that's based on the record the governor had on actually tackling the affordability in New Jersey and delivering property ta- uh, sorry, tax decreases to working families in New Jersey. And I am speaking with George Helmy, the chief of staff to the governor of New Jersey. Chief, what is what does the second term look like? And I'm not asking you to preview the the inaugural address or anything, but but in, in general, what what do you what do you think term two of Phil Murphy is going to look like? You know, the, the, as I said, David, and I appreciate the question. You know, we have made transformative change in the state under this governor. I think this governor will be viewed as the most consequential governor in the state's history, or among the most consequential governors in the state's history. First, clearly for the handling of the pandemic. But he's wholly reimagining the economy in New Jersey. You know, people have played around the margins. How do I do certain things uh, to create jobs? But they always view it in the prism that is the current economy. And I think this governor is creating economies out of whole cloth that are going to provide good-paying union jobs, whether they be imagining reimagining green economy in southern Jersey and working with Senator Sweeney and others in South Jersey to be the gem of the green economy across the eastern seaboard will create tens of thousands of good-paying jobs, both on land, manufacturing, and in the deployment of wind energy. You have film and TV coming into the state as we've never seen before. We are competing uh, with California and Georgia for film and TV studio space. I'm sure you've seen the, the significant interest in Fort Monmouth from very big players in that space. Obviously, cannabis will be coming online. So it's it's going to be the economy. But the economy has so many parts. I just talked about the jobs portion. But it's also about the workforce development. And that starts with a quality education for every child in New Jersey, regardless of what zip code you're born in, what race, what gender. So it starts with early education, the investments, the historic investments in pre-K, making sure every child gets a quality K through 12 education, lowering the costs so more kids can be going to our community and higher education institutions and developing the workforce for those jobs that we are creating. So it's going to be a very economic-focused second term. And Chief, one of, one of the things that I, I have heard over the last two weeks, and, and during, that, during that race for Senate president, I spoke to a lot of Democratic state senators, and, and Democrat after Democrat said to me, we got we got to stop this liberal stuff. We've got to we've got to move more to the center. We can't govern the state from the left anymore. Is is that true? I think when you look at the what we would qualify as our progressive victories, I think those are working class victories, and we have to speak to them more clearly. When you talk to folks and you say the word progressive, and you say underneath that, these are the progressive things that this governor has achieved. I've raised the minimum wage. I've given every worker in New Jersey paid sick. I've made equal pay the law of the land. I've made college more affordable and put more money into healthcare subsidies to make your healthcare more affordable. I've made the pension payment for the first time in decades. The pension payment this year, David, as you know, was 6.4 or, or, or cha- and change billion dollars. If our predecessors had made their pension payment as required, which just let's clarify that, that pension payment is keeping our promises to hardworking middle-class families. 
If they had made their pension payment, the pension payment this year would be $800 million. We would have had 5.5 and change billion dollars to reinvest back into whatever we wanted to, including property tax relief. So when you talk about progressive values and progressive policies, and then you clearly define them, those are, those are core to the affordability and, 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 and equity issues that our middle-class families face in New Jersey. So I don't agree that we're pivoting to the middle. I think we need to be bold in continuing to fight for working-class families in New Jersey. So I'm speaking with George Helmy, Governor Phil Murphy's chief of staff. Chief, what should I make of people on both sides of the aisle who say Phil Murphy is running for president? All I can tell you is what the governor has said um, consistently throughout the campaign. Our one focus was on on Election Day, was to win the battle on Election Day and then to be here for four years to see all that we have built, all the seeds that we have planted continue to grow. And uh, I, I know this governor. I know him well. He will be here for four years. And his only focus is the state of New Jersey. So you're not going to you're going to you're not going to give me a, a major news story today, are you, on that? Uh, I, I will not be breaking any news on that <laughs> other than telling you this. As I said, this governor is laser focused on continuing the successes of the first term for four more years. I tried. And I, and I, and I want to ask w- w- one last question, just a, a prediction, because if, if you, you know this, if you have inside information, you probably won't tell me either. But but Jimmy Hoffa, is he is he below the Pulaski Skyway? I, I, I don't know. I was, I was as fascinated by that story as, uh, as I'm sure all were, but you know, only in New Jersey. Maybe. Only, only. I and mean, that's, that's one of the things that makes New Jersey special. And it is, you know, we, I, I say this all the time. We all talk about it. Everybody in New Jersey, just whether you're a Democrat or Republican, a, a, a liberal or a conservative or a moderate, you just, people just love Jersey politics. They love it. It's, it's the only place where the, the sport is played at this level and in this way. And, there's a consequential election every year. We have the congressional races up. Obviously, we just reelected the governor. Uh, we have the congressional races up ne- uh, next year, and then we go right back to Senate and Assembly races in 23. Well, I am uh, I'm grateful for your time, Chief. I, I've been speaking with George Helmy, the chief of staff to Governor Phil Murphy. Thank you so much for coming on. David, thank you for having me. Happy Thanksgiving to your family. Happy holidays. Thanks. Same, same to you.